Welcome back, folks, to 2Bits1Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, and a fired-up boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a man whose team is now useless and also fired up. Will, every human. Will, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing right, mate. Doing right. Yeah, pretty... Uh, well, I, I didn't watch the Gunners last night, so I'm not too upset about, you know, getting banged out with nine men left uh, by Wolves, but yeah, but I'm, I'm doing right. Right. We've got to start with it. We're going to start with huge news. Ah, oh, I, I wouldn't even know how to lead into this, but the TR, TLDR of this whole thing is Tony D'Angelo, massive cunt, now gone, got decked, great. <laughs> Officially yeah, so, acknowledged as a as a massive cunt. Like. Yeah, at least now that the leagues is now official, because we've all known it for ages, but now it's at least confirmed. Confirmed huge twat. So after the game against the Penguins, he mouthed off to Georgiev. There was a mix-up behind the net. It led to the Penguins' goal. It didn't really lead to the Penguins' goal, which is stupid. It was 10 seconds after. I was Because when I saw the highlight, I thought it was going to be they crashed into each other and Crosby just scored in an empty net or something. And it wasn't that. <laughs> like, they kind of went together. Georgiev flipped the puck around the glass, and then there was 10 seconds more of play, and then the Penguins scored. Anyway... As they uh, on the way back to the locker room, Georgiev's pissed off. D'Angelo's pissed off. D'Angelo mouths off to Georgiev, so Georgiev decked him. So he immediately deserves the key to New York City, which is, you know, I think that's the least we can do for the man. And that was it. He was let go because the Rangers said to D'Angelo, any more bullshit, and we're going to get rid of you. And the one thing I'm going to start with was he must have said something bad because teammates will have arguments all the time. It's a well-known thing in professional sports, team sports all over the world that... There will be some teammates who will have words or they won't get on or whatever. But that's that's just day to day. That's just what happens. So for D'Angelo to get sort of gotten rid of because of what he said to Georgiev must have been something bad. See, you've you've led nicely into into my general take about this whole Tony D situation. Well my my second one, my first one is obviously he's very innocent. I think poor Tony D as as the owner of <laughs> NYR fan Two nine seven eight. How many numbers it is? I'm I'm a big Tony D stan. <laughs> oh yeah. None of, it, none of it makes any fucking sense to me. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like why? Why now? Why? Why is it that he's had a fight with Gorgiev, or or, or <laughs> Georgiev has punched Tony D, and suddenly that's the straw that broke the camel's back for the Rangers? Do you know, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, that's why you can't... Okay, so that's why I'm thinking the Rangers knew it was going to get out that Georgiev decked him. So they can't... You can't bury that under the rug and say, oh, they just had a disagreement. Because Tony D's going to come out next week with a black eye and someone's going to say, where's he got that from? (laughs) And they're going to be questioning things. And it's going to come out. It's going to get leaked. That is going to get leaked. That's why I'm thinking he must have said something really bad to Georgiev. He must have done. I don't know what that is, because I, I don't know. I, I made a joke on Twitter, which was like, you know, I'll bet $10 that Tony called Georgiev a commie. But something like that, that's led Georgiev to be like, all right, that's fucking it, I'm done. Like, you're getting sparked out, basically. So it must have been something bad that he said. Because if you say something, and then somebody punches you in the face, normally you're going to get a bit of sympathy. And normally the guy who gets punched in the... Normally the guy who does the punching, the puncher, if you will, the puncher 
will also face some kind of discipline. But <laughs> but no one said anything about Georgiev punching out a teammate. So he must it's have like said when, something uh, terrible. Like when, who's that uh, Richard? Richard, that fucking neo-Nazi guy that got decked in the street, Richard. Oh, yeah. Something. <laughs> like, like when he got punched. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But yeah, because all, all Georgiev got was a, was a day off. <laughs> well, well, so well, well, done, hand. Yeah. well done, Alex. <laughs> you don't have to come to training tomorrow. <laughs> Fucking score. It's, He's gone yeah, to the doctor. Oh, my, my hand is sore, doctor. Yeah, Alex, get some ice on that, mate. Come back, come back. Okay. Have, have a day. Have a day, mate. Take a personal. Take a personal. Come Treat back in yourself. a couple of days, chief, and we'll see you then. Don't worry about it. Go Treat on, yourself, mate. buddy. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Well done. Yeah. I, it just, for everything, everything that's happened with this geezer, Tony Diaz, right? Not. Not Alexander Gorgiev, I don't think there's anything else of note that's happened to Though he seems to be an interesting and good young man. That's a different a story for a different day. Um, with everything that's happened with Tony D, and like I completely understand because like the, the Rangers have come out and said, oh, it's not about his social media use. They've denied anything else. That They've basically pinned it solely on, not like on, but largely around this event and other nondescript behind the scenes stuff that he's done. And I understand that. Like, I get why the Rangers wouldn't want to come out and say, we are getting rid of Tony D because he's a Trump supporter, because he's racist, because he's fascist. Because fascist, racists, Trump supporters all buy hockey tickets too. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't yeah. like it. It's I'd, I would want our hockey clubs to come out and say, yeah, we do not tolerate fascist COVID deniers in, in the NHL, in our organisation. But I understand why they haven't done that. And in some ways, I kind of understand why they're not covering up because it hasn't categorically been proven, but like muddying the waters of this Keandre Miller stuff. Like, I get why they'd want to do that to to kind of downplay the fact that they would allow that sort of treatment of a young black prospect in their own organisation. Like, again, I completely understand it. But then it's just odd that they're not... There are ways to say we're getting rid of him because of his off-ice conduct without specifically saying it's because of his political beliefs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, just... I agree. And freedom of speech is one of those things that America not dines out on, but brings up a lot. They will talk about freedom of speech a lot. It is and everybody has to an extent. Like... Yeah, everyone has freedom of speech. You can say whatever you want, but <laughs> you have to say qualifications... <laughs> Yeah, you have to face the ramifications of saying those things. You can say whatever you want. Anybody can. But there is then the point of, yeah, but if you say whatever you want and your employer is not happy with that, they can discipline you. That's well within their rights. And it is kind of funny that, as you said, sort of after the blatant racism, after extreme right-wing views, after admitting that you're dumping Twitter because it's leftist and going to parlour where you can say the N-word if you feel like it, it was kind of letting in a bad goal that was the final straw for the team. That's like, <laughs> I mean, all right, we get it, Tony. You hate black people. You support the Watts in the White House. But come on, man. I mean, you know, you're just a bad teammate. And you've walked on the logo more than once. We can't have that, Tony. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> was, we just can't have it. <laughs> that was it. That's why he didn't even say anything to Gorgiev. He just walks across the logo to try and say something to him. So Gorgiev decked him <laughs> for walking on the logo. And yeah, Jeff Gordon comes in. He's like, "Hey, he sees, <laughs> sees sees Tony D Sparko spread eagled on the Rangers logo. He's like, get the fuck out of here! You've played your last game in the blue and red.' 
<laughs> it just, I just don't like to to even put it down to his on ice play as well. I think is extremely disingenuous because he's he's not without his flaws. But regrettably, Tony D is a better hockey player than plenty of other scrubs who are still in this fucking league. Yeah, who exactly. are still on the New York Rangers. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah he's not he's he's gonna get he's gonna get spun every now and again. He's not the most defensively reliable player, but you look at some of the fucking metrics offensively and he's one of like the top ten offensive defensemen in the league. And yes, you want your D men to be able to defend, but Christ there's gotta be yeah, you don't don't try and fucking piss on my leg and tell me it's raining and tell me that you're getting rid of Tony D suddenly because he's you've decided he's shit because that that ain't it. Like I think I think there is so especially when you listen to how though you know the usual suspects your Friedmans and that are talking about this situation. There's got to be more to it. I think. Yeah, there are uh, hockey uh, insider Twitter's being very careful what they say as well, aren't they? It's very. I saw I saw Friedman's write up on Sportsnet about what had gone on and what was happened and all that kind of thing, and it looked I I, I just got the feeling that he'd gone through every single letter of that thing with a fine tooth comb and then maybe sent it to his lawyer friends as well just to check it just in case because oh, yeah, it seemed the I don't know it, it seemed very very prepared and and to be fair I get it you know he has to be he has to be careful what he writes and stuff because it's representing a massive company and all that kind of thing but. It was and, quite and amusing to read and how it was written. This is going to end up in the courts before long, I reckon. To like, to an there's got to be a chance that it, depending on what the Rangers do, because they said they're not going to go for unconditional waivers and and for purposes of contract termination. I think is what Gorton has said. But if they do try and terminate, like I think, yeah, I think there's got to be. Got to be a chance that D'Angelo's camps are gonna are gonna fight back, as it were. But it's fuck it. Is, well, well, they just they'll just buy them out, won't they? In theory, yeah. But but yeah, even, they'll just do that, and then that's just a hockey move. What 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 are they gonna if 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 D'Angelo and his bloody army of goons want to say anything? Well, we're just, it's just a hockey move. We don't think you're right for the organization, so we're gonna buy you out. Dude, it happened in the summer with the maybe the greatest ranger to ever play the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean it's not like you know there's no precedence here fucking no. King Hank is like yeah shipped off sorry mate we just can't make it work anymore so we're going to buy you out so there you go that's a fair point that's a fair point but I, I I still wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even get bought out and he ends up on another team I'll, I'll have to come on to that in a second but it was the things we've seen in hockey and the constant head shaking and ranting and raving from us in regards to certain players and their conduct on and off the ice must show you the kind of human being he really is because Gorton said in his precedent he's not even going to they don't even want him around the taxi squad i mean they literally don't want him anywhere near this organization in any way yeah which so. from a hockey team to a hockey player the way you know it's fucking the way it all stays in the room and all that shit i mean jesus christ i mean they may, maybe they even know things that we don't know for him to say that, yeah, that's that's where I reckon it's because it, the things just don't add up for them to say. Oh, it's not about his social media use and shit like that, but it's about yeah. But we don't want him around the team. Full stop. Like Gorton has come out and said he will not play for the Rangers ever again. That's 
it's the right thing to say, but it's still an extreme thing to say when, on the other hand, you're denying all of these other rumours and saying, oh, it's nothing to do with any of that shit. It's like, yeah, it, it just kind of doesn't add up for me. But it's, I'm glad he's gone. I don't even want to put that out. <laughs> he deserves it. I don't give a shit what he's done. He 100% deserves it. It's just such a weird way that the Rangers are kind of going about it. With all the Just in case you're not sure, people, Will has set up a GoFundMe for Tony D'Angelo to help pay his bills and all that kind of thing. So if you just give us the link at the end of the show, Will, yeah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, it ties into uh, the bail fund for that 17-year-old kid. That Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's weird. And even even on top of that, even on top of that, then, there's, there's still more things that came out of this. Dude, this is going to sound so stupid, but I am a I'm one of those men who it's like the little things that really get to me in a good way and a bad way. I might have mentioned this before or not, I can't remember, but one of the greatest gifts a girlfriend ever got me was a Mars bar and a tea bag. Because on one of our first dates we were talking and she said, "Oh, if you know, it's the classic, or if you were on your last meal in death row or something, what would you have?" But you could have a three-course meal. I said, "Do you know what I'd have for a starter? I just have a Mars bar and a cup of tea." Because it's really something sweet. It kind of like reminds me of a simpler t- and all that kind of thing. And a present she got me. What? And that was all. Th- all I said. And it meant so much to me that gift because it just showed that she'd listened to me and she'd actually thought about it. I'll tell you, if he kept Keandre Miller's puck from that first goal, dude. I tell you that like that so got under my skin. The absolute. I. And I don't know. I know. I know it's stupid. And I know of all the things he did, and I've ranted about him before, all the things he did are fucking awful. And he is, by all accounts, a terrible human being. But that, I don't know why, just denying somebody their the puck from their first goal, which is such this kind of old school hockey, it's it's rooted in the foundation of hockey that, that you know, you, you get your first goal and, oh great, here's the puck, go and take a picture. It means something. And for him to keep that puck and take it, like, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Like, that's, you, that's that's sadistic, even if you're discounting the fact that it might have been racially motivated as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And and the way that the Rangers have tried to play that off of, like, oh, no, we, we didn't have the... It's such bullshit. <laughs> we didn't have the social media guy around. Mate, how many other teams are just having your equipment manager whap out their phone and then, like, text it to somebody or whatever? And especially, yeah, we, I, can't, I forget. we can't take a picture, Keandre, because we haven't got our guy here who takes pictures with his $7,000 camera. No one else in the world has a camera, apart from the fact that every fucking iPhone has, like, the most powerful camera in the world on it. Fuck off with that. It's, it's ridiculous. And uh, the, the, the Twitter account, account number four hockey, um, had a really good thread sort of summarising the entire situation and, like, all the alleged yeah. rumours and stuff like that. And he had a link to somebody else in that thread. Forgive me, I can't forget who who done the legwork on this, but they had gone through the um, all the other first NHL goals for like high profile rookies in recent seasons. You know, like your Elias Andersons, your Philip Heatles, your even even back to like Jimmy VC and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, basically all of the excuses that the Rangers had, apart from that one of oh, we didn't have a social media guy around were kind of disproven by their previous actions. Like, oh, 
oh, it was because we because we lost. Yeah, we weren't going to post that kind of thing because because we lost. They'd lost in other games and stuff like that. And oh, we didn't have the the right puck or whatever it was. They still f- posted something to commemorate that. It's just such a such a web of. I don't, I don't want to say lies, but like it's like smoke and mirrors and stuff and and diversions and shit. Like that. They're just trying to. I think. Uh, even even so with the comments like agents are making about the rumours sort of half disproving them, half not disproving them just to, I think it's it's almost deliberate to make the whole situation so confusing that even if the truth actually did come out, it would be hard to to um, differentiate that from the unsubstantiated rumours. I think, yeah, you're right. And there was the Oh, they said two other things as well. <laughs> One was the puck is actually with some fucking trophy maker or something getting framed and all that shit, so we don't have it with us right now. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off with that shit. That's such fucking bullshit. That's such bullshit. And I just... Oh, God. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm fucking choking here. I'm so furious. On a, on a slightly different angle on this, did you see... Uh... Jacob Truber's tweet. I did not. Sorry, just... I'm sorry, just quickly. Every time you say Jacob Truber, I have to say eight million dollars. Carry on. Well, fucking have a I'm trying to get it up. Try, oh, oh, eight, oh, eight, let's not have that. Um, <laughs> Careful folks, it's a family show. Where is it? Where is it, you little fucker? I'll vamp while you're doing this anyway. It is interesting as well that I'm wondering if the Rangers did this because after everything that happened last time with Akimaloo and Bill Peters and all that shit, and the NHL come out and said, we do not want any surprises. We do not want to be caught with our pants down because if we do, there'll be trouble. And I'm wondering if the Rangers know something or have heard something or maybe there's even something else in the background or maybe even Kandre Miller said, look, if you don't fucking sort this out, I am going to fucking whoever, to tell them what's going on. And then we'll see what the NHL has to say about it. And the Rangers panicked and went, oh shit, yeah, you're right, actually. We probably don't want to get the NHL involved, do we? So let's just sort this out ourselves. So, I mean, from the, yeah, from the Rangers, I'm sure it's all, you know, I'm sure it's a PR move. Because after everything we've said, they didn't get rid of him because he was a 50-point defenseman. And that apparently means more. 11th in, in Norris voting last year. It's got to be good. Yeah. So I can't find it. I can't find this tweet, which is making me think it's been deleted. Because I, I mean, I've made up a few things in my time. I won't. I won't tell a lie. I have told a couple of lies. A couple of little white lies. You know how it is. A couple of. White I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a creative person. I'm a creative person. You know how it is. But I swear to God, oh, just. No, I don't know where it... I think it must have been deleted. I swear to God, Jacob Truber tweeted out saying, calling Tony D'Angelo a friend. Maybe maybe I've been duped by like a a fucking fake thing or whatever, but I swear to God there was a tweet. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I, I just can't find it. I can't find any mention of it anywhere. But it was was, was Jacob Truber saying, "Good good luck, Tony D., my my good friend, basically, like he was a friend of ours in the locker room. Was he playing? Was he playing a sad piano song as he was singing it, kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, I think I think he was. He was he was pouring one out for old Tony D. 
And then, and then obviously, sorry, go on, go on. No, no, I don't. I was just gonna. I, I hope, <laughs> I hope I haven't been duped. And forgive me if I have been duped by fucking Jacob Truba with a zero, one one, and then one of those like you know the people who try and get the fake blue check mark looking emoji in their yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I swear to God, I saw it. Swear to God. And then, as we've mentioned plenty of times, the lots of reports started coming out, which means that all the beat writers and all the reporters knew more things that were being reported and they chose not to report on it because, as we've mentioned before, they can't. And I get that they should, but they cannot because if they do and if they break some kind of confidentiality or something like that, the team just won't give them access anymore and they'll probably lose their job, which is just great. Just the great bullshit we always have to put up with with things like this, that when something bad happens, you'll then get five people coming out saying, oh yeah, I knew about that six weeks ago because I'm awesome and I have inside tracks and everything. Great. Why didn't Why didn't you tell anybody? Why Very... didn't you say something? Why didn't you do anything about it? But that's why. Because because they can't. Right, I've got it. I've got it. Oh, here we I'm go. I'm certain. It, here it, we go. It's not a tweet. It's a quote in... It's a quote in a New York Post article from... Uh, is it from? Greg Joyce. I guess we now know that Will does have access to the dark web, but fucking carry on. There you go, mate. Don't, don't worry about this. I've fucking got it. I just, I just don't know where I get any of my sources. I get the information. Don't know where I get it from. Um, Obviously, yeah, you're, you're now one of those fucking insiders. You're now like, yeah, I can't confirm my sources. I'm just going <laughs> to just gonna read this out. Maybe, maybe that's it. Whenever it's an, anom- an anonymous source from like Bob McKenzie or Friedman, they've just forgotten. Just can't. <laughs> I'm certain someone says to me, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so said Truba of Tony D'Angelo going on waivers, it's not something as players that you're very happy about. He's one of our friends. <laughs> That's the business Fucking of the game. Out. It's a little bit of a sombre mood, but at the same time, you've got to be professional. There's a lot of good defensemen who can definitely pick up the slack. It's like, mate, mate. Oh, God. <laughs> Jacob Truba, annoyed uh, that Adolf Hitler is being tried for war crimes. He's one of our, one of our friends. <laughs> Very, it's not something you like to see, <laughs> mate. Even, even, uh, even if he does disagree with Tony D's politics, like how can you be that thick to have that kind of quote on the record after the biggest, the biggest actual office villain in the NHL has been put on waivers for for potentially verbally abusing your starting goalie? Right, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to answer your question with a question, Will. Your question was, how can he be that thick? My question to you is, how can you be that thick? Will, he plays hockey. What do you think he thinks? I thought he was a... What I do thought you think he, he thinks to, uh, about? Isn't he a college hockey guy, though? <laughs> well, f- yeah, because that means... so. Yeah, fucking... Be, well, I mean, noted fucking wordsmith... Oh, <laughs> Jimmy VC. <laughs> I'm no quick... Chris Chris Grider's a college hockey guy, and he seems pretty smart. Smart enough to uh, also allegedly punch Tony D'Angelo in the face. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, fucking. I'll, we'll I'll never just... again. It's one of those things we'll never, we'll never know the story. We'll never know exactly what happened. We'll get reports, and we'll get half truths here and there, and we'll never know. But god damn it, it's Jim god damn it. I'm over again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Speculation City. Oh, God. Remember, folks, no soap operas, just hockey. No soap operas. <laughs> just hockey. <laughs> no snowflakes either. No, definitely no snowflakes. As well, 
fucking like Tony, you dumb fucking prick. You're gonna try and take on a Russian? Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> like clearly you are a fucking idiot that you think you can mouth off to a Russian and not get some kind of fucking clapback in the in the form of a closed hand fist. Because let me tell you something. I used to know some Eastern European dudes back in the day. Man, they are fucking scary dudes. They are scary dudes. And you know what? If, I'm not surprised that Georgiev's wife or girlfriend didn't go over there and try to beat the shit out of him as well. Because Russians are fucking tough. Tough. I'm not saying I agree with any of their political stances or the way that things go over there. I'm not saying that. But they are fucking tough. And for him to just mouth off to a Russian dude and not expect to get fucking knocked in the chops, I mean, yeah, clearly he's fucking dumb as shit, isn't he? I, lo- I love the idea that he must have just said something proper basic, like, ah, you fucking, yeah, you fucking commie or whatever it was. It's like, come on, Tony. That's, he's, he's hit <laughs> the fucking knife in the back of his New York Rangers career was him saying something fucking schoolyard to the Russian goalie, <laughs> like, all right, mate. I'm hoping it was. I'm hoping it was nothing. I'm hoping it was nothing. I'm hoping he just went. Oh, thanks, Alex. And that was it. That was enough. <laughs> that was enough for Dior Gift to just deck him. <laughs> oh, it's great. But he got punched in the face, which is just fabulous. I'm. I've, oh, it was like Christmas. It was. I got my birthday present a week too late. If that could have happened, like just a week earlier, it would have been the best birthday present ever. Well, you you know, it's, it's COVID. There's issues with delivery and stuff at the moment. I think it's. it's that's, yeah, that's at true. Least, at least that's you true. got it. At least you got it. I'm going to ask this question. I know the answer, so don't jump down my throat. I've got to ask it, as we are respectable journalists here, William. Obviously, <laughs> as you know, is any team going to try and take him? I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I. <laughs> I think yes. I think I think he passed through waivers because any GM that would be willing to take on the risk of Tony D understands that taking him for free helps the rate taking him off waivers helps the Rangers. Do you know what I mean? Whereas they could yeah. just they they could just as easily phone him up now and be like, right, we'll we'll take Tony D off your hands now. But you've got to give us a third, a second, whatever. You've got to give us Alexis Lafreniere, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but and and then on the flip side of that, I don't know what you do if you're Jeff Gorton. There, do you just wait till the summer and and buy him out because it's only a third of the cap hit because he's under twenty six yeah. or will be, you know, at the end of the season. But that's still still like what one and a half million of dead cap money. So that's. That's quite a bit for me, you know, it's not nothing. Yeah, but if you said he's never playing for the Rangers again, you've already got that sort of you've already had that thought process, haven't you? You've already run through all the kind of situations in your head of what you could do. And if you're gonna come out and say that's it, he's never played I mean, that is a strong statement. You know, oh, teams yeah. will always say something like, Well, there's a way back if he does this, if he does that, oh you never know. But like for a a guy to come out and say, No, that's it, he's never playing for us ever again. And we don't even want them on the taxi squad. I mean, clearly they've already thought, yeah, we might have to buy him out, but if we do, we do. We don't care. You see, I had two thoughts about this. One was, it's hockey, and I am programmed to be disappointed in teams, so would I be stunned if a team took him? No, I wouldn't. I'd be annoyed. But would I be surprised? Nah, maybe not. But on the other side of that, in a time where 
money is tight for teams and they need all the good publicity they can get to hopefully build up their brand and keep making money, I just don't think a team's going to risk it for the PR alone. No, I, I just... That's, that's, that's a good point, but the Arizona Coyotes did draft a uh, <laughs> fucking Mitchell Miller over the summer. That, though... Oh Christ, don't get me wrong. We ranted about this. It's in the record book. You can go back and find it. That... You could, if you if you could have spun it a proper way, you could have explained that away and said, he's just a kid. And there are people who would have gone, okay, he's just a kid. Me and you didn't, because we were like, this is fucking horrific. Fuck this kid. But there were people who maybe would have gone, all right, he's just a kid. Let's see what we can do. Hey, dude, like the Lightning did with Tony D'Angelo. Eisenman's fucking yeah. quote from the draft is out there. It's out there. Yeah, he's had a lot of problems. Yes, he's done some bad things. But we were going to try and help him grow as a human being and as a person. Clearly, he failed. Maybe Eisenman's not such a genius after all. Who knows? But, hey, uh, they still drafted him. Like the Coyotes still drafted Mitchell Miller. Exactly. So, but now D'Angelo's got to 24, 25, however old he is. That shit doesn't fly anymore. That you've got fucking like literally six, seven, eight years of shit behind you that you just left trailing in your wake. For a team to take that on now would be a huge PR disaster. Huge. Absolutely. And and to be fair, I've just had a look on Cat Friendly. It would just be... Um, sorry, let me just get my... Let me work that out. Yeah, so you would you they would only be on the hook for 383000 next season and then 883000 the season after. So that's... That's a pittance, especially when they've already got uh, 8.9 million of buyout money coming off the books after this season anyway. Exactly. Uh, what's, what's the ship's already of... sinking, Will. Why not fucking make another hole? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Stop <laughs> stop bailing it out, mate. Put some water back in. Yeah. Who cares? Put some water, just put some water in and get it over and done with. Yeah, I I, th- I think that'd be, that'd be the move for the Rangers. But then... Yeah, I suppose you just tell them to go home for the rest of the season. Don't, you know, yeah, f off. Don't, don't come back. And, and in He's some on, ways, uh, what's the, uh, the gardening leave—the phrase, isn't it? Gardening yeah, leave. Yeah, gardening what's leave. Yeah, that's it. it. It's like right, yeah. stay out, stay out of the way because we know you're going to cause trouble. And in some ways, that's going to be quite a bit of a a punishment itself because, in theory, if he's not actually part of like a, a, a professional sports team. Depending on on the lockdown regulations in New York, he might not even be able to train anyway. Yeah, let's hope so. Like, he probably wouldn't be able to get ice time necessarily. I, I don't know what the restrictions are over there at the moment, but he'd be less likely to be able to train at that level than if he was with uh, with the team. Have you are you aware of the Twitter account Mister Booth? Mister Who? No. Mister Booth. Okay, so Mister Booth is a Canucks fan. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who he is. I'm not sure if it's a Strombone type situation where it's a player who's fucking around, but he is a fantastic, fantastic tweeter. And he's one of those guys who seems to have pictures ready to go on tap. He seems to have the ability to just pull things out of the air that you think, how did you get this up so quickly? This is genius. I, I think he's he's really smart with the way he handles Twitter and what he does on there. Anyway, last night he was DMing with... New York Rangers fan 928373. No fucking way. 
And Mr. Booth is, right, so Mr. Booth will do things like he'll change his, uh, you know, you can change one of your names on Twitter. Is it the app? No, it's the thingy name, isn't it? It's the, um, whatever you call it, like the username or something. Yeah, your display name. Yeah, so he's in those guys who'll do that kind of thing where he'll change it to Jim Benning, then a picture of then the picture will be Jim Benning, and he'll write something like, um, oh, great effort from the guys tonight, shame we couldn't get the two points, just so people will write back and say, that was fucking bullshit, we were terrible, and all this kind of thing. Just for just for a laugh. So he was tweeting last night with New York Rangers. Let me get the numbers right again because this is obviously Tony D'Angelo, this New York Rangers fan nine two eight three seven three. I'm going to read you the the conversation. I heard the Vancouver Canucks are making an offer for Tony in the next twenty four hours. New York Rangers fan, where'd you hear that from? Between you and me, I'm buddies with John Weisbrod, Canucks assistant GM. He said you should be ready for a big call soon. New York Rangers fan, wow, what is Vancouver's offer? I'll double check for you, but I heard it's a draft pick going back to New York with some salary retained. How familiar are you with Vancouver? New York Rangers fan. I've never been there, but I'd like to visit someday. I'm not Tony, by the way. (laughs) Haha, it's all good, man. I won't tell anyone it's you. I'm not like all the people who are bothering you. This chat is just between you and me. Fist bump. Anyways, I'm really excited to have you in Vancouver once the deal goes through. New York Rangers fan. I think you're making this up. You can ask your agent if you don't believe me, but my sources are always pretty damn good. I can check again with Reefbrod if you'd like. New York Rangers fan. Yeah, check again. You think if Pat knew, he would have told me by now. New, uh, uh, who's Pat? New York Rangers fan. My agent. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry, Tony. I deal with so many people I forget. I'll call John right now for you and let you know what he says ASAP. Hang on. <laughs> so, the second part of that is New York Rangers fan 928. 373 starts following the Canucks social media account. Right? (laughs) Mr. Boo then tweets again. A screenshot from New York Rangers fan between him and Pat Brisson. New York Rangers fan, am I being traded to Vancouver? Pat Brisson, what are you talking about? Who told you that? New York Rangers fan, some guy on Twitter DM'd me, said he's friends with John Weisbrod, and that's basically a done deal. 1.2 1.2 million retained and a third rounder going the other way. Said they'll be contacting you shortly. Uh, Pat Brisson, how many times have I told you to get the fuck off Twitter? Go to bed. New York Rangers fan, back to Mr. Booth. It looks like they haven't contacted him yet. Hmm, interesting. It should happen pretty soon, though. Uh, oh okay. Although, I hope, you, I hope you'll be okay with the move, though. The province of Vancouver's government is run by the NDP party, which are communist-leaning. <laughs> New York Rangers fan, fuck you. <laughs> I've linked it on the uh, I've linked on the two bits one pork Twitter. Oh, it's I've, I've got it here. I've just been re- reading through with you. That's <laughs> isn't that mental. amazing? Absolutely mental. I can't, Mister Booth. A round of applause to you, good sir. Fantastic work. I'm Fantastic work. Utterly gobsmacked. That's incredible. <laughs> isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that, like. I don't like. I, I want to be. I want to be skeptical of it. You know what I mean. But I don't know, dude. Fuck, know. man! Like, how? How would you? How? How would you even do that? Tell you, mate, oh he's my a great god! Follow. He's a great follow. Yeah, I've I've hit that follow button straight away. What? What a legend! What an utter legend! Just amazing! Just amazing! Why? How dumb do you have to be, like, to actually take that bait as a professional hockey player? Some rando, no face Canuck 
on our Twitter account, no offence, Mr. Booth, is just messaging your burner, who you've vehemently been, like, denying has anything to do with you this entire time. It's like, oh, yeah, you've been, you've been traded. Go ask Pat Brisson. And then you are... Oh, my God. Oh, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It, it is. Like... Oh, that's that's monumental. This should be this should be in a goddamn museum. This should be in a museum. It's that, so good. That's more important to human history than anything that's happened in the last twenty four, last twelve months. Like that's, that that's that should be sports history. I should say that's that 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 tweet conversation should be more famous than Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> that's fucking outrageous. Oh dear. I don't, what do you even say about yeah. that? It's just beautiful. Oh, just... It's, ama- it's amazing and beautiful. And we all fucking knew that New York Rangers fan account was Tony D'Angelo. We're not fucking dumb. If, if, and this is the thing as well. If Tony D'Angelo had gone back through Mr. Booth's Twitter account, he would have seen that he posted loads of gifts of him to Titanic Music when, you know, when Aho dangled him and made him take money <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, if he just goes back to Mr. Boo's Twitter account, he slated Tony D'Angelo so much and made gifts and pictures and put music to it, like, put time into it. Which is just, like, oh, God, it's just phenomenal. It's just amazing work. It, it shows that, like, obviously not, well, you, I say obviously, probably not now after it's already happened, but it seems like anyone could have messaged him and just extorted him for any information <laughs> you could possibly have wanted. Yeah, you're right. Because it's it's not it's even like he leaders. said, "Oh, I'm I'm Jim Benning or I'm I'm John, whatever that guy's name is." Like, I'm I'm John's mate. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. you've been traded. <laughs> oh my god! Like how, if somebody messaged me, just a complete fucking nobody, and the message started with, oh, "I'm a friend of your wife," so I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know you. Fuck off." That'd be it. Block. <laughs> not a fucking professional hockey player looking <laughs> to get a trade to Vancouver. Fucking idiot. <laughs> That I, I, who knows how much money Tony D has paid to fake our IRS calls, fake scam emails, and stuff like. like <laughs> you get you get some phone calls saying, "Oh yeah, I'm from I'm from your bank. You need to transfer some money to prove that you're Tony D'Angelo." All right, how much, mate? Like, oh, what? A... The good <sighs> thing, actually, to be fair though, the good thing about Tony is he's not going to be short for me because he's waiting for twenty million dollars from a Nigerian prince any that's, day now. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. He's just got to hang on a little bit. It's just a bit of a problem with the Western yeah. Union. Yeah, he's just got a... It'll be there. What? What a hero! But there what, we go. What an utter there hero! All right. Oh. So let's hope we have to. Let's hope we never have to say that name ever again. But here is to you, Tony D'Angelo. I hope you die alone and unloved in a damp bed in Ipswich, overrun with rats and large insects. Can we... Fucking odious cretin. Can we not say Ipswich because that is a little bit closer to uh, to me than I'd like. Closer than Vancouver oh, at the yeah, very least. Sorry. What should we do then? Nowhere nice. Where can we? Where can you die alone and unloved? Where would Bog- be good? Bogner. Butlins in Bogner. Bogner. All right, yeah, Bogner. Yeah, Bogner Regis. There we go. Shout out, Bo- <laughs> shout out to Bogner Regis. No, no offense, Bogner. <laughs> no offense, Bogner. Sorry. You know, someone's got to take that bullet. All right, there we go. <sighs> Fucking hell. Should we start the show? Just suppose so. Suppose so. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
Let's fucking go. Um, let's fucking have it. All right, let's have some good. Let's have some good news. We did say we're going to do this every week. Uh, the first star of the week was the Vancouver Canucks goaltender Thatcher Demko and Richmond Hospital respiratory therapist Aleem Samani. And uh, yeah, they've been named for the star of the week for the week ending January the thirty first. And I said, I am all for this program, but clearly <laughs> here the first star of the week is not the goaltender who had to play three games in a row against the Sens. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, I do you know what I mean? But like, well, well, like, who cares? Who cares anyway? You know what I mean? Like, who? Yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. I mean, to be fair, it should be the NHL first star of the week is a guy. And it should be just like, you know, like the, uh, the fucking, what do they call it? Like, you know, like the, uh, just an outline of a player. You can't even see them or anything. Oh, no. <laughs> silhouette. Silhouette, yeah. It's just a silhouette of a player. Yeah, I don't really care. Like the first star of the week is Aleem Salami, uh, Samani. He's the man. So there you go. Grass to you, dude. You're a, you're a ledge. Okay. Some Pittsburgh Penguins talk. Because just after we... Was it the day after we finished the show? Jim Rutherford uh, threw in the towel, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Again. Lots and lots of speculation. Out of the blue. And we this is one of those things where we say everyone was surprised, but nobody was surprised. No. Everybody was surprised. As he as resigns as the GM of the Penguins, should we have a bit of conspiracy chat about why he's uh, why he's resigned? I got one. I got one straight away. Go on, hit me. I think he. I think he wanted to trade Latang or Malkin, and an ownership was like, yeah, no. There's three players that you're not. Tra- Obviously, he'd never trade Crosby, but because Mal- the Malkin trades rumors have been there forever, and so have the Latang ones. Their names always come up, always. Yet they never get traded. I. I reckon, I reckon it, this season especially, it would have had to be Malkin, wouldn't it? It would have had to be Malkin because you can't. How can you have such a decimated blue line and then be like, yeah, let's just trade like the only good one? Yeah, but then, but if you return, if your return is really good, then it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah, but what, what you're not as as we were saying with a trade, like you're not going to get Crystal Tang back, are you? And true. But is he yeah. that is he that Crystal Tang anymore? Are you you know um, even, which Crystal Tang? Even, which even more reason to not try back? and trade him for more D help. Like it's like saying oh, I'm going to trade. I suppose I suppose. Yeah, you know, I'm going to trade Brent Seabrook because I want a top four defenseman. So uh, all right, oh, you know, you're not going to get have one. You, have you have you looked at their blue line? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll read, I'll read out their blue line. See, this is their this is their sixty list listed as per cap friendly. Chris Letang, Cody Cece, John Marino, who, to be fair, is quite good. Uh, Pierre-Olivier Joseph, Yannick Weber, Chad Ruedel. Jesus. It's rough, isn't it? It is. It's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty, pretty rough. They've got uh, four D-men on, on the IR, two of which are long-term. Fucking so, hell. So, that's... Uh, I mean, yeah, one of them is Michael Matheson, so how much are you missing them, really? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're in a... They're in a bad way. They're in a bad way. Like you know, Pierre Olivier Joseph, he's a he's a rookie and he's probably going to be good. So I'd say they've got three good D men, and then yeah, no offense to Yannick Weber or Chad Ruedel, they're not. It's it's not like they are underperforming. It's just they they are limited in their capabilities. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've they got they've got a good. I'm I'm not going to call Chris Latang like he's good, but he's not great. They've got a good D-man. Two young D-men who look like they're going to be good. Uh, it's obviously John Marino and Pierre-Olivier Joseph. Then they've got two guys, Yannick Weber and Jad Riedel, and then whatever Cody Cece is. 
because whatever, he, whatever kind of freak mate, he is. Did you see? Did you see that gif of what he did the other night? I think no. Dimitri uh, Filipovich retweeted it. Oh my god, skating! So he's got he's got the forward pressure in him in his own zone. He just starts skating back towards his own net, and somehow the puck. He somehow makes the puck start bobbling towards his own net. And I can't remember who the I don't know if the goalie was the uh, Tristan Jarry or Casey DeSmith, but they had to make a save from what looked like a Cody CC breakaway. <laughs> but he was actually going towards his own net. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. What a legend. I, I don't know. Uh, at some right, I know we did a oh, I know we did a draft. We we went for like a drafting, which I to be fair, I fucking loved doing those drafts. I really really loved them and then putting them out there to people to see what they thought and especially the european one i loved our european draft i thought that was so like so much fun we have to do a proper snake it till you make it team like could we draft a full snake it till you make it team of players who just are stealing a living in this league what ju- just a bad team <laughs> but yeah yeah i mean pl- but not but it's not even a bad team like there are some players who were there are some. It's, it's weird. There are some players who are not good, but then there are some players who, okay, some players are not good, but they kind of get paid like they're not good, or they get, <laughs> you know, they don't get that much kind of, not what's the word, like responsibility or something like that. But I mean, Cody Cece should be nowhere near the NHL, like anywhere near. And he's getting paid over a million dollars this year. He's already made. God, this is now turned into slagging off Cody Cece. I'm sorry, Cody. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Be careful, he's made he'll, 17 he'll come million and, uh, dollars. Seventeen, seventeen million dollars in his career. I mean, that is pure snake money. Pure snake money. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? When, when really he's he's probably no better than Yannick Weber, who who has made seven million, which is still quite a decent amount, and he's thirty-two. Like. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I reckon there's, I reckon there's probably enough enough NHL players to to fill out two rosters of people who absolutely should not belong in the league at all. I think, I think I'll, I'll concur there. Yeah, and, I, and like you say, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you can draft a team that's full of bad players, but there's a difference between bad players and snake players. A bad player making seven hundred grand a year on the fourth line. All right, he's just a scrub. He's just a guy. He's just a warm body to fill up the room, kind of thing. All right, fine. But you know, when some, <laughs> some guys have made like thirty million dollars or twenty million dollars in their career, you're just like, what? Fucking mad? How's that possible? You fucking you, Andrew lads. You're uh, and fucking yeah. made that entire. Islanders third line is, is my top line as far as I'm concerned for uh, <laughs> snakey team, make it team Jesus it's a line full of snakes has been that way for years <laughs> have you got any, uh, you got any conspiracies then about Rutherford there was a remote that he had a, he had a, a big falling out with one of, the, like one of the people he worked with for a long time oh really yeah, and the, it kind of led to the sort of that was the start of the kind of downfall kind of thing. Somebody who advised, I can't remember his name, but somebody who advised him or somebody he'd worked with for years and years and years. So that Carmenos guy who got sacked, or is that a different situation? Oh, it might be. It might be. I don't know if that was he got sacked and Rutherford wasn't happy that he got sacked rather than the other way around. But like, I don't, oh, I don't, maybe it was that, or maybe I misread it, yeah. I don't think I've got any theories, like conspiracy theories. I think, I think you're right that it's. It, I think it's either going to be maybe he just lost his love of it 
got got a month into the season and was like, actually, this isn't fucking worth it at all. I'm I'm a fucking old man. I don't have to do this anymore. Plus, this team's shitter than I thought it was. Like, um, I, if they were winning, if they were if they were better, he'd have stuck around because it was more fun. But it's like, um, I don't really want to put the work in to sort this out. Or yeah, you're, maybe it's like like the uh, Andre Villaboas thing in um in Marseille, like you said, like. He's not actually being given the ability to do the things that he would want to do. So equally, I, I think like it all, whatever whatever route you take to it, I think the center of it has got to be he just doesn't want to be there anymore, for whatever reason. Like I, I, I doubt it was, I doubt it was solely because of like oh he's fallen out with somebody or he's not allowed to trade X player or or the team's bad. Like yeah, it's it's all gonna whatever reason it is is gonna be combined with. Add yeah, add the fact that he wasn't at that interested anymore. I wouldn't be surprised if this is it for Jim Rutherford. Like he just retires and it's like fuck this, I'm I'm out. See you later. I'm wondering if he followed the uh, if he followed the John Shaker, <laughs> the John Shaker <laughs> route, which was, oh, I really fucked this team up, haven't I? See ya, I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Which, which, like the t- the timing for me just lends it to that idea of he's just had a sudden sudden change of heart. Realised it's just like I don't know if you if you start a franchise mode or something, and you think oh I'm gonna drag the Red Wings into you know into contention or whatever, and you get half a season through, and you're like oh actually this is far more effort than I could be bothered with. Fuck this, I'm gonna go and <laughs> do all as the Tampa Bay Lightning or whatever. You know what I mean, like. That kind of thing. Everybody, everybody's had that project where you think, "Oh, this would be fun." Be it on like whatever it is, "Oh, this would be fun," and it's just turned out to be more, more effort than it's worth, and it's meant to be enjoyable, and it really isn't. It just realise, yeah. "Fuck this! I don't, I don't have to carry on, so I won't." You sit down on a Saturday afternoon. You might have a little cup of tea, a couple of treats, and you think, "Right, here we go." Football manager, I'm going to fucking lead Barnet to the glory lap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, after a, exactly. and then after a season, you go, oh, I'm going to Real Madrid instead. Fuck it. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. <laughs> I want to spend some money. <laughs> I'm sick of looking for loan deals from fucking Czechoslovakia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean I've only got a 10 grand budget and the players that I can afford still don't want to come to my team? I'm not having it. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah, I'll try and sign Neymar. Why not? <laughs> He's, he's, he's going to become, he's gonna is, become a higher... Like, Go on. No, I was just say the rumour is, is that Rutherford is not... like He's not saying he's done for hockey. The rumour was that... I read this somewhere. I, can't, I might have been uh, Pierre Lebrun who tweeted out, but he was saying that, as far as he's concerned, Rutherford's saying, I'll see where I'm at the end of the season. In a way of saying, yeah, maybe I'll come back. Who knows? Mate, he's, he's going to come in as like the, the Avalanche's assistant GM or something, or like the Tampa Bay's... <laughs> Uh, fucking senior advisor to to Julian and the Brace boys. Yeah, yeah. Just well, to get more rings on his fingers. Just straight to Real Madrid. Well, no, Real Madrid's probably not the right. Is that straight to Bayern Munich? Like, why not? Straight to Bayern. Munich, straight to the yeah, source. Like, right. Too much. Too much. Uh, random. Randomness in this national hockey league. I want something a bit more. Uh, a bit more secure. I'll go to go to a real titan like Rangers FC. <laughs> All right, 
Before we got on to the next thing, uh, as always, we we're brought to you and sponsored by the folks at Wave Intel. With constantly updating charts and data sheets, Wave Intel is the best place for all of your hockey data needs. And I am fairly sure as well, they can also produce a chart explaining why Tony D'Angelo is a massive waste of sperm. Also, <laughs> check out Three Men and Their Babies podcast. It's hosted and produced by me. Look for the blue background or find it under at men underscore babies on Twitter. And we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music anywhere else you listen to podcasts and being played at Russian fake trials. And if you could leave a nice review where you listen, that would be lovely. All right, I'm sorry to do this because we do have lots of new listeners. So I'm just going to quickly go through this again. As I put out on Sportsnet, put out a poll last week, which was Starch Bench Cut. Sorry, Start Bench Cut. And it was Crosby, McDavid and McKinnon. And I made a comment that, and to be fair, lots of people said, I mean, you, you start Crosby. You have to start Crosby. And I made the comment that Pete Crosby, my opinion, should be on the Mount Rushmore of hockey. He has to bump somebody off. And I know I've said before about Mario, and I'm not going to go through all that again, because, but just to reiterate my point, for those of you who don't know, I'm of the opinion that Sidney Crosby is alongside the greatest players ever. Yes, I am talking about Lemieux. Yes, I'm talking about Bobby Orr. Yes, I'm talking about Gordie Howe. I also believe he does not get the recognition now because we're watching him play right now as fans. And you probably don't realise it. The other thing as well is, is that you have to, I know this gets talked about a lot, but you, you have to adjust for eras. And my argument is always going to be, if you're a unicorn, like Mario was, like Gretzky was, like even someone like Jager, back in the day, that was all you needed. That's all you needed. Some people are just born better at certain things. Mario, Gretzky, Jager, Bobby Orr, whatever. They were just born better at hockey. Yes, they would have trained and all that kind of, you know, they would have, you know, ate, tried to eat well and the diet things and all that kind of thing. They were just better at hockey. They could just turn up and rinse anybody they wanted. Nowadays, that does not count for anything. Conor McDavid, in my opinion, is a cheat code and is currently the best player in the world. He does not just turn up. He has to go through and do so much to keep at that level. He cannot just turn up because, and this was one of my arguments, every player they play, every player that players play against now, every player has access to everything. This isn't like back in the day where Gretzky's going up against, you know, fucking three guys on the fourth line who were working on a building site two weeks earlier. No. The guys you play, and even fourth line guys now, are expected to contribute. Bottom pairing D-men, expected to contribute. Even goalies and stuff like that. Some of the... I know you were watching a, you were watching a Gretzky game once, weren't you, when we were doing the show, just for, you know, just for something in the background. Mm. And, you, and you did say to me, you're like, okay, yeah, Gretzky's dancing around these teams here, but fucking all these goalies are shocking. Like, they're so laughably bad. And I'm not saying that Mario Gretzky, all those players were not... Clearly, clearly they were unbelievable. But you put them in this time, they are comparable, in my opinion, to Crosby, McDavid, McKinnon. You're, they're not, Mario's not going to finish the season with 200 points. He's just not. Because every single player... and. E- all the coaches, all the fucking charts, graphs, videos, everything. It's all so like taken down to the absolute minutia. And when Crosby can still do the things he does, just watch what some of his highlights. I mean, the dude's fucking insane. He's insane. 
and has been for years and years and years. And just getting back to my goalie's point, if your backup these days isn't posting a 9-10, the fucking town is losing their minds. To be on a, to be the level of success that Crosby is in today's game is so much harder. It's so much harder. And don't get me wrong, if McDavid has another six, seven, eight years like he is, I'll have I'll say the same thing again. I'll be like, yeah, now we have to start like, okay, maybe McDavid is one of the greatest of all time. We have to start having that conversation. And just some of the things that Crosby's done, like the the play last season or season before, where he passed the puck to himself off the back of the goal. And the D-man just was fucking out to lunch. No idea. The, I, I mentioned to you before, there was a play where the goalie went to shoot the puck around the glass. And Crosby, I, and because I, I watched it in slow motion, he saw the goalie and he skated to the glass and lay against the glass like he was being arrested. And the puck hit him in the side and he passed it in front of the goal. It's fucking genius. It's genius. Every time he bats the puck out of the air and smacks it into the net, everyone just goes, yeah, he's done that like loads of times. Could you imagine if that had been done in the 1980s? Like, people have been arresting him for being a witch. Like, like these things just didn't happen. He's knocked the puck to himself in midair and smashed it in. At that speed, and he just, I don't know. And I just, I just think that we put so much stock in, like, points that you just look at it and go, yeah, but Myra had this amount of points and Crosby got this many points. It's, you've, it's not the same. It's not the same. And that's always been my thing, that he doesn't... Don't get me wrong, he gets plenty of credit. He gets plenty of credit. In my opinion, though, he does not get enough. He deserves to be on that level. And there you go. That's it. So, I agree with what you're saying. Sidney Crosby, great player. Thank you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> there you go. We did two bits on Park. Uh, <laughs> I just... It's, it's a more nuanced conversation than that, though, isn't it? Because, like, yes, points aren't everything when it comes to a player's ability. And I'm not saying that at his peak and through the tenure of his career that Sidney Crosby hasn't been, like, in totality, the best player in the NHL. But I do think that... And, and, and yes, there there is that added element of difficulty to be the best when everyone else around you is better. But I do think that that kind of plays against him a bit as well because he he is really good. He's really good. He's the best. But he's not as head and shoulders above the rest of the pack as Mario was, as Bobby Orr was, as Gretzky was, as Gordy Howe was. Like I think he should go down in history for the era... But that's where, like, you can't you can't adequately compare even Mario to Sid, and they played on the same they played on the same team for a season. Let alone like you know, Gretzky and Sid, Bobby Orr and Sid, fucking Gordie Howe and Sid, like Maurice Richard and Richard and shit like that. Like, because he doesn't have that level of dominance. Hell, even to an extent, the way things are going, even compared to McDavid, he doesn't have that level of dominance. I know there are there are a lot of differences because Crosby is far more and has been far more defensively sound than the McDavid does, and part of it comes down to start uh, you know style of play and stuff. Like Crosby's always been lauded as the best grinder, you know, the best the best fourth liner that the world's ever seen, sort of thing, because of the way he plays. Because he's mucking and grinding, he's working harder than everybody else out there. But I just think that to to put him up there 
to take any of those four off of Mount Rushmore in Hal or Gretzky and Lemieux, I don't think you can for, for Crosby because then, then you kind of have to open the door for, for other players or you will have to then open the door for other players like in in the near future, you know, why aren't we talking about like Steve Eisenman in that in that category? Why are we going to end up talking about McDavid and McKinnon and fucking Dreisaitl at this rate in in that category? Do you know what I mean? Like it's not Crosby's amazing, but he's not that level of superstar. That level of I don't, I don't I don't even necessarily know how to say it, but like he doesn't stick out enough compared to the pack to be considered on that level of players that did. I guess. I mean, just to... I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, to, to me, though, he does. And I guess... Maybe you're right. Maybe it shouldn't be just a Mount Rushmore. Because, as we're saying, how do you adjust for eras? I mean, the thing with... If Ovi doesn't catch Gretzky, can you really say that Gretzky was that much of a better goal scorer than Ovi? I get it. He has more goals. But, like, like you said, imagine... Like the goalies, the way they are today, Gretzky's not scoring that many goals. He just isn't. Neither's Mario. They're just not going to score that many goals. Even just if you just take, even if you just take into account the goalie changes, and that's why it is tough. And I think that I mean maybe maybe you look at it a different way. And you maybe you just say, okay, yeah, like you you need a Mount Rushmore per era or something like, or like that, a, like a pantheon or whatever, like. Yeah, as the sport evolves and changes, the the goalposts do have to change for those players. That's the thing. Like, I think Crosby and arguably any other great player that comes from here on out is is one hundred percent a victim of the evolution of the sport. I think yeah. I think it's an unfair argument to try and imp- not to say that you are doing this, but to try and to try and increase Crosby's standing in the eyes of history to to then try and diminish. Wayne and Mario's achievements by saying, "Oh, but the D men were shit. The goalies were shit." Like that was. If if on one hand you're saying Crosby's amazing because everybody else around was amazing, it was better, so that makes him better. You can't then say like, "Oh, Wayne wasn't impressive because everyone else was shit." Like Wayne, Wayne should have been shit. You know what I mean? I know, I know, I know. No, no, but that's that was my argument. My, my that was kind of. One of the points of my argument was was that when you've got a unicorn like a Gretzky or a Mario or a Yago or an Orr or even even in goal like a Hashek or whatever, when you've got a unicorn, you are automatically better than everyone else around you. Automatically, I mean, you can take any sport in that any sport, like like Ronaldinho or somebody you know one of my favorite players of all time. He was just naturally better at football than most people. He saw the game differently, and he could do things other players just could not do. There was just no chat like Messi, Ronaldo, those players. They just could not do certain... Other players could just not do the things that those players do. And I think the same applies here. But the difference between Crosby and the worst player in his era is like 10 times the difference... uh, Sorry, the difference between Gretzky and the worst player in his era is 10 times higher than the difference between Crosby and the worst player today. And that's kind of my thing. Like, yeah, you're still going to have fourth line plugs today. And like th- those players were always going to be there. For Gretzky, he was just naturally more gifted at hockey. And he still would have worked hard and trained and all that kind of thing. But now everybody 
trains. Everybody trains like, well, not everybody, but damn near every player will train as hard or as much as Sidney Crosby trains because they're just, there's so much more put into it nowadays. Whereas back in the day, it was, okay, you're on the fourth line. Go and see if you can take his head off. <laughs> like, do you want me to screw any goals or anything? I'm not bothered. Do whatever you want. Just try and kill him. Okay. And that was it. Like, I can't really skate very quick. What else can you do? Well, I can punch people really hard. Yes, you're in. That'll do. That's all we need. Whereas nowadays, even you're like your Tom Wilsons or, I don't know, Van der Kane's or Ryan Reeves or, you know, guys who are known as still being fighters, they can still fucking skate. And they would still skate rings around players from back in the day who were those kind of same kind of, you know, grit grinder type players. And that's what it is for me. The, the, the difference between Gretzky and the worst player in the league is maybe a hundred times bigger than the difference between Crosby and the worst player today. But, then, but, but I agree with what you're saying. You, you are right to a point. That's why it's then tough. Like, how do you then... You can't adjust for that. How, how do you then sort of show that? You can't, you know? I, I just think if we're talking about, like, unicorns, because, like, Gordie Howe was a unicorn in that he was bigger and stronger and meaner than every other fucker out there. You know, yeah. Gretzky and Lemieux, like, like I've said, unicorns for their, for their skill, etc. And Mario with their... With with his size and his his reach and stuff as well, like Cros Crosby ain't a unicorn. Like he was, he's really, 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 really good. But like you say, he's he's earned it by working. And yes, he he reads the game better than people. He's got a he probably has the best hockey IQ in in the game. You'll give him that. But I I still kind of think that even with the restrictions that. Are coming up because of the the floor rising up with with goalies and and the re- rest of the players in the league. I still think you've kind of there is going to be somebody who comes out and is head and shoulders above everyone. That could still be McDavid. That could still be McDavid because to an extent, if you're just looking at game tape or whatever, McDavid, like you say, he's he's a cheat code. He's the one who is going to stand out to you as oh that is the best player, and I don't. I don't think Crosby ever quite had that. Like he's always been really good. He's always been the best. But as far as being historically incredible, it it just hasn't happened. I don't know. I'm I, 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 I want to do. I'm very wanna... very surprised by that take. Very surprised. I, I just think a, that... you know. Let's get into a fight kind of way, but yeah, I'm surprised I... that you're not classing him as a unicorn for this era. Yeah, he's, he's not even for this era. For his yeah, era, think... let's not take this. Isn't McDavid? Him and McDavid aren't in the same era. They're playing at the same time, but Crosby's era was like that started ten years ago, or sorry, twelve, probably twelve years ago now, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah, to that's when his era six, started. No, it was sixteen so years ago is when he was, was fucking drafted. That's, and yeah. Arguably, that's that is yeah, when it started. Right. I just think that if we're talking like all time, and Crosby is an all time talent, he's absolutely all time. If you're going to be putting him in the conversation of legendary players like Bobby Orr and shit like that, when do you start bringing in, like, do you start blurring the lines? Like, where does where does fucking Eric Lindros lie in all this? You know what I mean? Where does whoever, whoever you want to put after that, like, where does Ovi lie in all this? Where, do, where is... Uh... <sighs> Well, where does Gino lie in all this? Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Crosby... 101st. 101st, 101st. Obviously, Crosby's better than Ovi. He's better than Gino. He's probably better than Lindros, potentially. 
I just I just think that you don't have that. You need to have you need to have a gap. You need to have a gap. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question, right? Go okay. on. If you're if you're doing, I'm fucking back on like fantasy draft again. If you're doing a fantasy draft, okay, and you can only take, I don't know how it would work because you don't know you don't know with like seven players, but if you could only take one player from each era, aren't you taking Crosby from his? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There you go. Then. That's it. That's all. That's it. Then for me, that means he's a unicorn for that era. He's the unicorn. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a good. A good comparison. You know why you can't, don't you? Because there are none. Boom. <laughs> I just think you have you have like lols where even the best player in the world isn't better. Just because you're the best player in the world today doesn't mean you are as as the best player in the world as somebody else was. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a. It's. It's like a, but then, but then you're comparing him to like Eisenman and players like that. They didn't play in the same time. No, this, again, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. If you're, against... if you're, sorry, if you're trying to do like era to era thing, or is there like Crosby is the unicorn for his era? When do you then open it? I feel like he's not far enough ahead of the second best player in his era that you you can like have a clean. Break the cle- Crosby. Crosby is like number five on the outside looking in, because because if you're then saying, oh, the best player from this era is as good as the best player from from back in the day, you you do then need to look at like you can have an entire era where the best player in the world isn't as good as the third best player in the world of another era. Think think about fucking drafts, yeah. Think about like a, like a draft. Nico Hishier, first overall in 2007, 17? Yeah, 17. If he was in that McDavid-Eichel draft, where's he going? Sixth? Seventh? Do you know what I mean? Like, he was head and shoulders, in theory, above the rest of his era, his draft class, but it doesn't mean that he's on the same level as, as Conor McDavid, of, of Jack Eichel, of even fucking Mitch Marner. But I'm not, I'm not saying the era is it's like one-year specific. No, so but that, that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to. Like eras yeah, so are still say, okay. So what I'm saying is, if you take when Crosby was drafted, which was fucking when again? I always forget this. Uh, so, 2005. Five, yeah. If you go back to 05 and you say, right, the era starts five years before and goes five years after, then to me he's the unicorn. There's nobody else I would take in that time span from any of those drafts other than Crosby. Yeah, and, and, and nobody's then, nobody's disputing that, but it's when you're trying to put him yeah. up against Gretzky and Lemieux and, and the, the but then no, but gods. then I said you I said before like maybe you're right, maybe then you don't have it as maybe you can't maybe you just can't do it as a as a Rushmore maybe yeah that's the thing I've got to kind of rein in a bit that you just can't do that because it the game changes so much and all that kind of thing that you then have to say okay it's not a Rushmore but maybe it's a Mount Rushmore of ten players. Because those are the ten players of those eras who were the unicorns of those eras. But then you said to me like you didn't think he's he's a unicorn for his era. He absolutely is. There's no denying it. He has all of the hardware to prove it. And I get it. Trophies don't mean everything. I understand that. But he has all of it. And more. And just, you know, and then the next era starts, in my opinion, when the next I I guess we're going to keep using Unicorn. When the next Unicorn comes along, now it's up to McDavid. He's the next one. So after, I don't know, before Sid, who would it have been? I don't know. 
but before Sid, okay, whoever that guy was before Sid, who was like, okay, this, this would have been, would have been shit, Lindros, wouldn't it? Maybe, yeah. And then, yeah, definitely, there wasn't you know, anyone so between maybe, okay. Lindros and Sid to to come along that's like right. that. So then maybe, okay, so Lindros was the unicorn then. That was that unicorn. <clears throat> and, and like you say, I agree, it's tough. It is tough because you can't, you know. I was watching some fucking uh, Peter Forsberg highlights the other day. And I was just like, this guy's fucking ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Yeah, have you heard of this like, guy? <laughs> like, fucking... I'll just do it sometimes. I'll just be like, oh, I'm going to watch some fucking... Yeah, I've got some Peter Forsberg highlights. Why not? I've got a spare five minutes. I'll just put on some Peter Forsberg highlights. Like, holy shit. Insane. You know, and he played... You know, he played in the same time as Lindros. I don't know. But maybe, I think... I think in the kind of in like a compromise, yeah, you are right. I you can't you have to maybe do it, okay, it's a Mount Rushmore per era or something like that. Or it's like you look you can't say the best four players ever because you're limiting it so much the eras just don't that won't happen because of the eras. You can't do that. It just doesn't work any way you look at it. Because things change so much, don't they? Yeah, yeah, you've just got you've got to sort of include the players together and not try and Put them up against each other as our so you know, or was better than Gretzky. Crosby was better than Lindros or whatever. Like you've got, to, yeah, you've just got to treat it as a these are the all time greats and not put like a fucking limit on it or a like the whole Mount Rushmore thing is such a fucking annoying uh, idea to apply to sports because it's it's the Mount Rushmore's not even like oh these were the four greatest geezers these are just four fucking geezers. <laughs> They're just four dudes on a mountain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like the first four dudes. <laughs> All right, right. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think, I think, I think that's where you need to to sort of put your line in the sand of saying like, right, you can't compare these players, but it's almost like the most influential players in the history of hockey, and without a doubt, Sidney Crosby is well up there. A lot. Yeah. Moving on then to the to moving on to the <laughs> next unicorn. Does Conor McDavid get to 100 points this year? Mate, I don't... It's... No. Bone in mind, they're playing the Sens 10 times. <laughs> There's like... There could be 40 points right there. Well, if if he does, then... Uh, fucking hell, you know... Uh, there's going to be a couple of... Uh, a couple of caveats there. A couple of asterisks. <laughs> oh, I... Sorry, I'm, I'm just getting up his, his, uh, his stats now without trying to avoid the uh, rest of the score from last night. There he is. There he is. What are we sitting at, Connor? I see. Okay, two points a game. Fucking maybe. But he doesn't, maybe. He doesn't need two points a game, does he? He needs to average like, what, he's be like, be like 1.85 or something like that, whatever it's it is. 50, 56 we're doing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so... So, I don't know... <laughs> Yeah, one point eight basically. That's still that's yeah. still a lot of fucking points. Yeah, but if you're playing, <laughs> like I just said, if you, and we, hey, every single person on the planet was wrong about the sends. Every person, fuck, they're so bad. They're it's so di- bad. Diabolical. That. They are horrific. They're, they've somehow gone backwards. Somehow, they had a they had a not respectable season last season, but they had a kind of okay. We understood what this was going to be. We weren't as bad as maybe even we thought we were going to be. We were bad, but not that bad. No, now they are that bad. They've somehow added lots of players and like <laughs> these amazing youngsters and they're fucking horrific. 
Fucking one eight and one. It's just offensive, isn't it? It's terrible. Haven't, what I'm haven't won Connor since the opening night of the season. Forty points. This one, sorry. I, they haven't won since the opening night of the season. I <laughs> no. I think he will get burned out. Is the problem? I think you might be right. Is he still? Is he back on that fucking twenty-five minute a night train? That <laughs> probably. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. Like we got his now. We haven't got his. Haven't got his toy there, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. You see, I, you see, I think, I think he'll make it. I think he'll make it. I do. Fucking fair play to you. I'm not, I'm not going to put my money on that. 100 points in 56 games is mental to to me. That's yeah, that's mad. You know, looking at that, looking at that division, right? I I put this on Twitter last week. I was so looking forward to the Canadian division. I could not wait for it. What's it? The fucking the Tim Hortons Canadian division, whatever it's called. I don't know. <laughs> I was like so excited for that Canadian vision because we kept saying okay Sands have finished bottom and then you got six teams battling it out and it's just like no you don't actually there's Habs and the Leafs Sands at the bottom and the middle is just blur like whatever it's just four very very average teams who are going to keep beating each other so it's not like okay if when, when McDavid plays the Leafs or the Oilers uh, when the Leafs uh, play the Leafs or the Habs Okay, he's not going to get four or five points every night. There's even a there's a good chance he'll probably go. You know, he might go pointless in a couple of those games. But then, if he's playing Vancouver or Winnipeg or Calgary or Edmonton, why not? Why is he not going to get two or three points every night, every time? I can believe that. I know it just doesn't seem sustainable though for fifty six games. Like, are we okay? Is Joe is Joe Pavelski going to hit hundred points this season? Is, are you say? Are you trying to say he's this era's unicorn? Well, I, I, that, well, I mean, he's this year's unicorn. <laughs> Gee, it's fourteen points in seven games. Like, I, I obviously no, he's not. No, no, he's not because he'll, he'll get burned out. And I, I appreciate that thirty-six-year-old Joe Pavelski is a little bit different to Conor McDavid, but I just can't imagine him keeping. Even if you're playing against shit teams all the time, you ain't gonna keep up that pace. I think he could. He could top eighty without a doubt. Without a doubt, but a hundred points, two points a game in the NHL for a fifty-six point, fifty-six game season during COVID of all years. I, I don't, I can't. I yeah, can't. but that's even better, right? Think about this, right? As COVID starts to get to people and the injuries start to keep racking up, fucking McKinnon's out week to week. Fucking hell, that's no good for anybody. Yeah, as injuries start to rack up and stuff, like rosters start getting depleted, taxi squad players start coming in. Mate, Connor's gonna be licking his chops, licking his chops. Yeah, but he, he ain't gonna be he ain't gonna be um exempt from that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's not he's not fucking insulated from that. He will. He's on that he's on that fucking um, apple cider vinegar diet that guy recommended two <laughs> yeah, years ago. Is, he's, he? fucking, he's not. He's been fine since. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Obviously, well, kind of. Right. This this ties in fucking phenomenally. Phenomenally. Let me let me let me just do my maths. Do my maths. So the last when was the last shortened season we had, Dan? As I as I vamp a wee bit. <laughs> I know what you're gonna do because I'm looking at it right now. That would be last season, Will. <laughs> oh, alright, alright. I was thinking 2012-13. The the last yo. Know, uh, we're, oh, that we're having a, a oh, okay, full okay, okay. a full season that is shortened rather than unexpectedly shortened. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. 2012 13, yeah. Most points in that season okay. was sixty points. By by Marty Salloway, most points per game in that season was by uh, a relatively young man by the name of Sidney Crosby, 
who played 36 games and averaged a 1.55 points per game total. I can't see him going 56 games at two. I just I cannot or 1.8 or whatever it has to be. I don't I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And I think if he does, we need to revisit your views on Sidney Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude, you might be right. I'm big enough man to say when I'm wrong. I've done this show plenty of times. I do, I'd, I'd like to dude, see I'm it. Fucking, I, I'd love to I'm see really it. I'm really pulling for him. I'm fucking, yeah. I, yeah, I, no, I, I, I hope he does it. I hope he does it. Okay. I mean, I hope Joe Pavelski uh, does it instead, but whatever. Oh, yeah, of course. No, you don't. We've already talked about this. You, if your team wins the cup, it would be fucking horrible. You'd be the worst fan ever. I, I tell you what, my my stances are changing a bit this season because they've actually remembered how to score goals, and I don't know if they play fun hockey because it's definitely still not fun hockey. But Christ, it's a bit more enjoyable when you're putting up, you know, more than two a night. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Goals, are, goals can be fun. <laughs> I personally don't think that. But you know, I'm I'm part of the uh, the, the, the defensive boring goalie union. I I like a scrappy one nil. Me, I love a scrappy one nil. They're the best. They are they are fun. Yeah, if you're if you're a real sports fan, you prefer a nil nil. Everybody knows this. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. All right, COVID is last thing. COVID is no. Let's just say causing more problems, shall we? <laughs> who could have seen That's, that uh, coming? Who could have seen that coming? More games have been postponed. The uh, the Sabres are not happy with the New Jersey Devils, are they? Uh, for what went on there, and I think the, the the most concerning thing to come out of it. Did you hear about Marco Rossi? Yeah, I, I I heard like bits about it, but I didn't necessarily understand what what's happened. So he's been he's been sent home for the rest of the year, and is that because of um like a lot? He's having a long COVID, as they call it. It's compli- yeah, it's complications from COVID, yeah, that's which is real fucking scary up, shit considering he's what nineteen. Yep. And maybe I mean this the thing obviously we know with COVID is the thing is is that it affects you if you've got a pre-existing condition, and maybe obviously maybe well I'm assuming this is what the case is is that Rossi has a pre-existing condition, but for it to hit somebody like that at nineteen years old is pretty scary stuff. And isn't there something about? He had COVID, and while he played in the in the World Juniors, is that? Yeah, basically, he. I can't remember the timeline of it, but it was basically that he played during the World Juniors, and then it had emerged that he'd either had a COVID test or something, like the day before or something like that, and yet they somehow cleared him for the game, but then he only played that one game, which again isn't good. Yes, yeah, it's. it's- it's scary, really scary for uh, you know, to lose an entire season at at that age to to a disease to a, a virus. Sorry that we don't fully understand yet. Like that's that's fucking worrying. That's fucking worrying. And I know it's a bit different where like he shouldn't have played in that game for Zurich anyway. Like I don't know. Does it? Surely it's got to make the the NHL kind of reconsider their covid protocols potentially if you've got player if you know if you've got a guy who yeah you know, he he may not have played a game yet but he's still part of your league who has been shut down for the year because of covid complications after in theory recovering from it yeah you're right it's um well i think as we well we kind of said didn't we that this this season is going to be kind of it's going to be 
worked out on the fly, basically. And I can't see that... I think I might have said this week, but we are heading towards a points percentage season. We have to be. Oh, without a doubt. Because it's still nothing slow, especially in America. I mean, Canada, I think, is going to be okay because they're kind of taking it, doing things the right way. But there are American cities where... I know I know. there's a... Uh, Arizona. I was... Somebody was talking about one of their friends who lives there, and they said you wouldn't even think COVID was a thing. People have just gone about their day to day like it's just completely normal. Yeah, you're allowed to do you just, basically anything, aren't you? Yeah, you just do whatever you want. So we are going to get to it. You are going to get to a situation where, and and the knock-on effect of cancelling games, as we've mentioned, is it's not just you that are missing out the games; it's other teams. So now because the Sabres can't play, they had a double head against the Bruins this weekend. So now the Bruins aren't playing two games. So they're going to be two games back. And it just all knocks on and knocks on and knocks on until the point where like we've got no more runway. We have nothing left. We have no days left to finish unless we've kind of you know, unless you're gonna play fucking eleven back to backs or something to finish the season, and that just can't happen. I mean maybe it will, I don't know. It's in the, it's in the new CBA. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it's weird how like this I know it's happened in other divisions as well, but like the central has been specifically hit, and it almost feels like, yeah, you you increase your chances. Yeah, you can shut down a team, but like like we said, if you if you get shut down and you play the game that week, in theory, you've shut down the other team, and and so on and so on. Like, yeah, yeah, there's exactly. going to be so much, as we've said, there's going to be so much of a knock on. I really wouldn't be surprised if you end up with teams, uh, you know. More than half the teams don't make 50, and I bet you get some teams that don't even make 40. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Especially the way, if the way the scheduling works out, like, for example, I don't know, the, the Hurricanes, the Preds, and the Stars or something, just as three teams for an example, mm. the Stars meant to play the Hurricanes, they get locked down, some of the Hurricanes can't play. But then, like, a week after that, the Preds get locked down, and the Hurricanes are going to play them again. We're going to play them, so then they're locked down again. Through no fault of their own, maybe, it can, yeah, maybe it'll happen. And then if they get locked down as well, it's just yeah, it's just going to keep going. Yeah, going, going. You, you you can end up missing like nine games or whatever just because yeah, because of the time because of other teams. Yeah, alrighty, there we go. Thank you, listening, everybody. A long one this week. Will any last words? Uh, no, wear wear both your masks and stay safe. There we go. Take care, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.